time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Mr. Jason Foster, a tired ancient who on this particular Mardi Gras evening will leave the earth. But before departing, he has some things to do, some services to perform, some debts to pay, and some justice to mete out. This is New Orleans Mardi Gras time. It is also the Twilight Zone. Episode number 145 of the Twilight Zone was The Masks. And, uh, you know, Sean, we started this uh, this podcasting journey uh, during the middle of COVID. And I, I, I feel like The Masks sort of, you know, brings the, <laughs> the whole experience full circle because, you know, like nobody wanted to put them on and they kind of showed <laughs> they kind of showed who people really were. It truly did. You know, that that never occurred to me. And I this is. Full disclosure, one of my Rush, uh, Mount Rushmore, <laughs> one of my Mount Rushmore uh, uh, episodes. Um, wow. So I am just enthralled and enchanted every time I watch this this one. Um, but yeah, even even more cogent by the day, if I'm using the word. So, so even before, uh, you know, the, the experience of the last, you know, three-ish years, this was one of your favorites. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, I I think I, it just scared the the living crap out of me as a kid. Just the the these are like garbage pail level, garbage pail kids level movie level uh, masks. They're they're terrifying. Uh, I never thought of it that way, but but yeah, <laughs> right, they are. If that word salad made any sense, <laughs> yeah, that that no, that's actually a very. Uh, it, it's my favorite sort of description. It's apt. <laughs> <laughs> back in the saddle <laughs> so this episode follows uh, jason foster um who i, I i'm Mr. not Burns. sure am, am i not supposed to like him because i like him <laughs> you know i mean he uh, th there's not really a ton of uh redeemable characters in this episode maybe the the uh the butler um, well, but well, the doctor too. I mean, the, the, the doctor, doctor. Yes, uh, yeah. The doctor's not too bad. The the doctor's the moral compass. But yeah, uh, I mean, towards the end of it, you you kind of you kind of understand why he did what he did. I I got the feeling, and and I, I don't know that there's really any reason for me to think this. I got the feeling he was probably really good to the butler. Like like he and the butler probably probably really got along. I would imagine so. Thick as um, thieves. Yeah, I mean, because they don't interact all that much, but but I just I just got the feeling that uh, you know that was that was probably the case, I, and I and I hope that I, I hope that uh, in his will, in addition to giving you know stuff to his ne'er do well family, that he he, <laughs> he made sure the butler was taken care of as well. I'd like to think so. He was the Alfred of the, uh, yeah. the manor, especially because he was going to have to deal with the ne'er do well family after they you know. Got <laughs> oh God. And probably had to take care of them night and day because they can't leave the house looking like that. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Although, well, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't we don't want to spoil things for people who are listening to this podcast and yet for some reason haven't seen the episode. I mean, it only went came out fifty nine years ago. So 
Right. Exactly. So Jason is a, uh, is a, is a wealthy man. You know, he lives in a, in a house with, you know, many books and it smells of rich mahogany. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it was, it was just sort of the, the replacement level rich guy house from, you know, the MGM set. Yeah. I'm sure we've seen that room specifically a couple times over the past, you know, 150 number of episodes. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, so we've had, uh, we, we've had like old guy thinks he's, he's about to die, you know, sort of pop up in a couple of, uh, Twilight Zone episodes. Usually they're, they're kind of being mocked because they're not about to die. This guy actually like presumably is going to die because the doctor <laughs> says, you know, basically you're being kept alive by your own stubbornness right now. <laughs> That's which, what I hope to. Which, which just get our obligatory Simpsons reference in. I was reminded of when uh, Mr. Burns goes to get a checkup, and they they test him. And he says, and, and the doctor comes back and he says, "You have everything. <laughs> uh, you know, all all of you have every single disease, and they're all just just keeping things in balance and just barely keeping you alive." <laughs> you know, speaking of, and this is related but not. Um, re-listened to simpsons sing the blues uh recently right that mr burns look at all the these idiots song holds mm -hmm. up i forget if i mentioned this recently <laughs> on the show specifically but man oh man check it out uh no, no you have not mentioned it uh, on, on this podcast <laughs> recently but uh uh man i haven't i, I it's so good heard, probably haven't heard that since it came out it's such a good song it might be the best song on that entire album <laughs> Uh, and that's saying something. I agree. Uh, so, so basically, it's Mardi Gras, and uh, Jason has invited his family over to Mardi Gras, um, and uh, ra rather than hanging out and trying to collect beads, they all they all go <laughs> to see him, which that probably wasn't a thing in the '60s. Probably not, but I would imagine the kids are probably bummed that they they have to do this to you know stay in their father's good graces. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's parties they, elsewhere. Yeah. They, they basically seem to be annoyed at everything about, about being <laughs> their, their grandfather, which, which, you know, by the way, if I, if I knew my, uh, you know, my, my parents or grandparents were on their deathbed, I would want to be around them. So, you know, the, this does not paint a very flattering picture of his family. It does not. Uh, so basically they're all self-centered, uh, I, I was going to get all controversial and say Trumpian, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we won't do that because we we try to avoid controversy here on Time Enough at Last. We've done it so far, you know. <laughs> I I like to do what the cable news talking heads tell celebrities and athletes when they don't agree with them: shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a, it's a good good mantra. <laughs> uh, so basically, all. All, all of these people in his family are just just terrible people in their own way. Like, um, you know, uh, They're awful. his his daughter, Emily, is, um, you know, like she's visiting her father who's literally on his deathbed. And she's like trying to get the doctor to look at her, you know, because she's yeah. a, she's a hypochondriac. OK, I didn't understand if that was like her main character flaw or if she was just like. If she was just a like an annoying, like what the fifties portray every woman as, even if you I, are Rod Serling. 
No, I, I, I think uh, they were trying to very quickly just establish the fact that she's very self-centered. And yeah, she doesn't, yeah, even, yeah. doesn't even care that her father's dying. She's just like, hey, can you look at me? I, my, my eyes are dry or, or something, you know, like. <laughs> I did think that was a pretty good, uh, pretty, pretty nice touch in the, in the writing. That was good. I like, yeah. You know what? I like that character. <laughs> uh, so there's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's basically he, he's, uh, he's either intentionally or unintentionally just raised terrible people. That that's yes. that's basically what uh, that's basically the gist of the episode is is they're all horrible <laughs> people, and um, he uh, uh, he has these uh, he has these masks brought in, and there's you know it's supposed to be like special Barty Gras masks, and he asks uh, he asks uh, each member of his family he he gives them one that he he says. Uh, you know, basically represents everything they aren't. So he rattles off, you know, the the character traits that we've clearly seen from these people and says, well, <laughs> you know, th- this one is is greedy and you're clearly not greedy. So I'm going to give you this mask. Yeah, he lays it out uh, pretty thick. Yeah, he 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 does. Uh, probably to the point where if I were these people, if I had any self-respect, which obviously these people don't, mm-hmm. um, I would have just left. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's the, you know, that's the message. We see what happens and it's, uh, you know, they could have saved their lives, basically, or saved a lot of heartache uh, by not worrying about money. It, basically, because, uh, you know, he gives them the masks and then asks that they wear them. And at first they they hate the idea. And, and it's like, it's like funny the way that they, 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 you know, this, this all plays out because he gives them the masks. They're like, Oh, these are horrible. I'm not going to wear this. This is stupid. Why am I even bothering to do this? And then he says, well, if you don't wear them, I'm going to cut you out of the will. Then we're like, you know what? We love these masks. This is a great idea. I'm excited about this plan and I'm happy to be a part of it. It's a funny episode. (laughs) It's funny without being uh, one of the goofy ones. So that might be why you like it so much. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you, you could kind of see that coming a mile away, though, when uh, when they're like, "Oh, we don't want to wear these masks. This is stupid." And then he says, "Oh, well, then you're not going to inherit anything." <laughs> oh, well, in that case, this is a great idea. I did like how they um, like when the father is giving the their the kids uh, like their masks and describing each one of them, like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. one, you know, this one's a, a miser, and this one's X, this one's Y." Um, <laughs> they all just look the same. They're just different. Like one doesn't represent like, you know, being like greedy. One doesn't represent being, you know, like their worst flaws. It's just, they're terrifying. <laughs> they're all just scary. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I think he just went to, I, I think it describes him as like a, an old Cajun yeah. that, 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 that made the masks. I think he just said, make me the ugliest masks you can possibly think of. And the guy was like, <laughs> You know what? I got you covered. Got it. I like how they're Mardi Gras masks um, and like no one really. I mean, they do blink an eye. They do call them ugly. But man, New Orleans must have been a terrifying place in the 60s. Yeah. If everybody's wear, walking around wearing masks like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, I, I would not want to be there. I could, I could see why maybe uh, Mardi Gras was less popular then and has increased <laughs> in popularity now. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, they, they, uh, they do a, they do a nice smash cut, uh, to presumably the, the end of the night. And, uh, um, 
you know, as we get closer and closer to midnight, uh, they're they're getting sick of wearing these masks. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> See, every episode applies to today. <laughs> it really does. They they all hold up, uh, except for the bewitching pool. But but we'll get into oh, that. God. So close. Um, See, and, and that's the only thing that I, I thought was a little overplayed in this episode was they're they're just like, you know, like I, the guy's asking you to wear masks until midnight, and in exchange you get all this money. Why are they acting like this is such an inconvenience to them? <laughs> and it's like ten forty five. Yeah, I, I that that one I, I I just don't understand, but I. Uh, they they ultimately uh, midnight you know the stroke of midnight uh, you know strikes and um, they notice uh, by the way that he's dead uh, before they take their masks off and then uh, when they 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 take his mask off and he just looks fine uh, it looks like he's sleeping it's very very peaceful yeah, uh, yeah how we should all want to go out basically. And his and, mask was like a skeleton death mask. Yeah, because he was supposed to be death. That, you know, that's the only one that actually kind of looked like, you know, what he described because it was it was basically yeah. like a, like a skeleton. So you could see that being death. <laughs> uh, so he was the, his mask was the only one that that uh, lived up to their names. Um, so they all they're they're. I mean, first of all, once he's gone, they're very excited about the fact that he's gone. Like they're they're Super not even stoked. not even trying to hide it anymore. They're like, "All right, we got all this uh, we got all this money." So then one of them takes off uh, takes off his mask, and holy cow, they look Ooh. just like the masks. Who would have seen this? <laughs> they look they look <laughs> they look worse than the masks. Oh my god, I am I'm pretty impressed. Like that's uh, obviously it's a you know a year or two later, um, but. Uh, even better than the eye of the beholder um makeup yeah yeah and i, don't, uh, especially, I, I still don't think this episode gets enough credit <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean they they <clears throat> um they definitely look uh yeah i mean they, they look similar but uh, i i think like a little bit more creepy than the uh oh, eye yeah. of the older people because the eye of the beholder people like they were just they, they just wanted you to, to be like, oh, wow, they look really ugly. Whereas <laughs> I, I, think these, I, I think these people look uh, a little bit more creepy. Yeah. And it probably helped that everybody had the pig nose and eye of the, be <laughs> eye of the beholder. So, Very you know, it, 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 you know it, it, the, the whole idea there was everybody was supposed to look exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, whereas here uh, they're all creepy in their own way. Uh, <laughs> they um so ida lapino did this um and was the first uh only woman to direct uh an original episode of the twilight zone and she was she played the um main character in the 16 million uh 16 millimeter shrine uh yeah that was that was back quite a while ago wasn't it? was that the first yeah. season or it was episode four it was the fourth episode, so props to Ida Lupino for coming back after uh, after so much time. Oh yeah, uh, and as we learned from the sixteen millimeter shrine, it's not like she could get any acting roles anymore because she was you know thirty eight and and aged out of everything. Mardi Gras incident, the dramatis personae being four people who came to celebrate, and in a sense let themselves go. This they did with a vengeance. 
They now wear the faces of all that was inside them, and they'll wear them for the rest of their lives. Said lives now to be spent in shadow. Tonight's tale of men, the macabre, and masks on the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?